Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It is Thursday, October 13th. Yes, today is Thursday. Just to double check, I got the date wrong yesterday. Uh, December corn futures down one at 692. November soybean futures down five at 1391. December Chicago wheat up four and a quarter at 886 and a half. December Kansas City wheat up four and a half at 974 and a half. December spring wheat up six and a quarter at 973. If you guys are listening on the podcast, as always, very much appreciate it. Leave me a rating, leave me a review. Um, if you guys are watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel, hit the like button, leave me a comment. If you have any thoughts on yesterday's USDA report, if you've got yield updates, if you have any sort of opinion on anything that I say here, those comments will help YouTube to help me to grow this channel. Uh, very much appreciated, as always. If you guys would like some additional information from me, visit my website website www.standardgrain.com check out my premium subscription service today guys i send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day morning email goes out about 5 30 a.m central in that email you'll see every overnight headline you need to be aware of charts graphics weather information uh, all of my grain marketing recommendations my daily subscriber only videos are part of this deal uh, usda report day is a good day to be a subscriber i get this information out uh, uh, in very short order following the release. I think I had a text message out with the highlights and some quotes within 90 seconds of the release. And then I had a quick video analysis out within about 25 minutes. If you guys are interested in this sort of content, I send stuff out every single day, new videos every day, new emails every day. Uh, sign up today, 50 bucks a month, cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else, I promise. So we had a report yesterday. Uh, the big surprise, if anything, in my opinion, would be this U.S. soybean production number. So the soybean yield came in at 49.8. The trade expected 50.6. So the trade had actually expected the soybean yield to increase just marginally versus September. And what we got was a fairly, fairly substantial decrease. The end result was a 65 million bushel cut to the production estimate versus last month. That's pretty substantial when you're talking, you know, soybean carryouts in the 200 to 300 million bushel range. Um, thanks to a reduction in the new crop export projection for soybeans and larger old crop ending stocks, your new crop carryout was unchanged at 200, but 200, 200 carryouts still really tight. Uh, if you look at the map of soybean yields, I mean, just about everywhere is off versus last year with the exception of a few states. States, uh, North Dakota, Minnesota, uh, some of your places in the Delta with record yields expected. Um, but uh, most of your, your big soybean growing areas in the Midwest here off versus last year and some areas off substantially. You look at the plains in particular off quite a bit. So that would be, in my opinion, at least probably the biggest surprise in the report. The trade actually did a really good job of projecting the corn yield. Uh, 171.9 was the print. Uh, 171.8 was the expectation. So the trade was very close with the corn yield. Um, the new crop carryout projection for corn was a little bit above trade expectations because of some downward demand revisions uh, for ethanol and exports. But in any case, the trade did do a good job of projecting the corn yield. Now, your corn yield uh, nationally, of course, is off, what, more than eight bushels from trend. And you've got a lot of areas with uh, uh, problematic crops. I mean, you look at the map here. Illinois is going to have a record yield, they say, at uh, 210. Uh, Wisconsin's going to have a record yield. It's like uh, North Carolina. But um, 
aside from that, uh, you're going to have a lot of states off sharply versus the prior year. Um, you know, the Plains, uh, a lot of the the South, Southeast off versus last year. Um, you've got uh, above average or above last year expected in, you know, North Dakota, Minnesota, uh, because they had such big, big problems last year. But again, the trade did a pretty darn good job of uh, estimating the U.S. corn crop. Here's the South American production estimates. So USDA left the Argentina corn crop unchanged, Argentina soybean crop unchanged, Brazil corn crop unchanged. They did increase the uh, Brazilian soybean production estimate. They went from 149 last month up to 152. And this 152 for Brazil, of course, this this would be the largest soybean crop any country has ever harvested if realized. This is more in line with a lot of the private groups and with the Brazilian government. Of course, you need weather to cooperate for this to be realized. But this increase to the Brazilian soybean crop more than offset the U.S. production cut on the global balance sheets. So the global balance sheets, um, the carryout projection actually increased month over month, uh, mainly due to this. So um, larger Brazilian crop expected, of course, um, you know, planting is ongoing. They need weather to cooperate, but USDA did increase that number. We had a flash sale of soybeans to China yesterday. We have not seen a ton of this recently. U.S. exporters sold 526,000 metric tons. That's about 19 million bushels of soybeans to China for delivery during the current marketing year. This is That's the largest flash sale we've seen in months. Uh, still, Chinese purchases of U.S. beans have been generally slow as of late. Chinese buyers made a lot of uh, large forward purchases of this year's U.S. soybean crop during the spring. Um, USDA did reduce its U.S. soybean export projection for the current marketing year yesterday by 40 million bushels, um, but increased the Chinese import projection. That's a, an issue that the increase to the Chinese import projection, I think some traders are going to have issue with that given weakness in the Chinese economy, this whole COVID zero thing, but that's what they did. Now, the Brazilian export projection for soybeans was increased, so they're talking essentially China's going to import slightly more, uh, probably more from Brazil and maybe less from the United States. Problems on the Mississippi River continue. So the Army Corps was successful to some degree with its dredging efforts. Still, your water levels are pretty low. Uh, some rains were noted. If you look at the last 72 hours here, we did have some rain along some of these areas of the river. Is this enough to solve the problems? I don't know that. Uh, Bloomberg reported yesterday that water levels near Memphis fell nearly two feet just since Saturday and may fall another two feet by October 25th. So if you get to that sort of level, you'd be tied for the third third lowest on record uh, if confirmed. Now, the Ohio River is seeing closures at multiple locations due to grounding and dredging work. A hydrologist at the Lower Mississippi Forecast Center said this, we are getting water levels that are comparable to 2012. It is basically from the drought we had in the Midwest over the summer. So we all know the implications of this by now, uh, basis implications, maybe some implications to the export program, maybe some implications to export sales. Uh, we need to see some additional rains. The forecast uh, doesn't really look that great. There's not a, a ton of rain here in the upper Mississippi or even in the lower Mississippi expected uh, over the next seven days. PPI inflation data, hotter than expected yesterday. The producer price index rose at an annualized rate of 8.5% in September. The trade had expected a number near 8.4. The index was up uh, four-tenths of a percentage point from August. That's the first increase in three months. Supply chain disruptions have improved drastically, yet costs for energy, foods, and services rose. Two-thirds of the increase in the PPI was traced to services, so that's like labor items associated with uh, labor. PPI is 
inflation on the wholesale side, essentially. So a little bit hotter than expected. We're going to see CPI data, consumer inflation data this morning. I believe the trade is expecting an annualized increase of 8.1% to be reported. So a lot of this is, is important stuff because inflation is the name of the game for every financial market on the planet right now. And this will influence uh, Fed decisions. It reduced inflation, they don't have to hike as much, or maybe they could pause, or maybe they uh, back off and, and start talking a little more dovish here. But for the moment, uh, the, the Fed is kind of pedal to the metal here with these rate hikes, and they will continue until we see uh, reduced inflation. That's the way it sounds. Uh, the cattle market yesterday was mixed in live cattle, higher in feeder cattle. Not a ton of cash trade, but I think we're going to be steady to better uh, this week based on what I've seen so far. U.S. dollars a little bit lower. The stock market's higher. The S&P's up 20. Dow's up 150. Uh, bonds up just a little bit. Gold's up four bucks. Crude oil is down just four cents in the December WTI 8602 as trade. Have a great day today, guys. I will talk to you Friday.